Hey guys, and welcome back to After the Buzzer. This week, we'll be talking about the NBA playoffs. My name is Rishti. His name is Aditya. And we got our special guest for this week. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Neil. Yeah, so let's cue the intro. So, Rashid, let's start off with the favorites to make the playoffs. Okay, so as of now, there are three teams in the Eastern Conference who have clinched playoffs, including the 76ers, Bucks, and Nets. In the West, there have been four teams who have clinched the playoffs, including the Jazz, Suns, Clippers, and Nuggets. So, as for favorites, I would say that, of course, in the West, the Lakers would be a fan favorite to make the playoffs. In the East, there would be a debate between the Heat and the Knicks. So, starting off with Aditya, where are your favorites to make the playoffs? So, as as one of my favorites now for the Eastern Conference would be the Hornets because they have Lamelo Ball back from injury, and I think he'll be a key member back into the team. And his great performances will hopefully help Charlotte qualify for this year's playoffs. Honestly, I'm looking forward to the Brooklyn Nets. Now, as we all know, they got three All Stars. They're building up. They're ready to go into the playoffs, and I'm really excited to see what they have to bring to the table. For sure, for sure. With Harden coming, gonna come back off his injury, that'd be a pretty deadly duo. Trio. Of course, trio. That trio is like, wow. Yeah. And so now, before we get started to the main topic, for the main topic, which is will the Raptors make the playoffs? Of course. Let's get a briefing from Addy on how the play-in tournament will work, as I feel like that is really important, as many people might not understand how it works. So. Thank you, Rishi. So. Basically, seeds 7 and 10 will form a bracket where there will be three games in total. The fir- first, the 7 and 8 seeds will play each other to decide who will be the 7th seed. The loser of the game will play the winner of the 9 and the 10th seed game to determine who will be the 8th seed. This means that all the Toronto Raptors need to do is scrape 10th to have a chance to make it to the playoffs. I also like this system because it also gives other teams a chance to possibly break into the playoffs, even if they're having an average season on their standards. Neil, what do you think about the Raptors right now? Do you expect them to be in the position that they are right now, or did you expect more of them in the beginning of the season? Honestly, knowing Raptors, they've always been in the top three spot for the last three, four years. Like That's just something you would expect from the Raptors always to be like number one or number two. You know, you never expect them to be like 12. So honestly, coming into this season, I was very confident because the Raptors, they have honestly never disappointed. But this year, I don't know. I guess they just kind of fell off. I mean, it makes sense. We lost a lot of players um, with the recent trade with Norman Powell for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Um, honestly, I feel like that was a good trade because now we can just take time and rebuild whether we make the playoffs or not. Um, I feel like this was a very good experience for the Raptors because now they actually have a chance and opportunity to rebuild and come back next season and start it off strong. See, the thing is, I feel like the first problem we have is not having the home court advantage, right? Even though we're calling Miami as our new home, is it really our new home? I mean, sorry, Tampa, uh, Orlando. Tampa Orlando, I think. So, is that really our new home? The Raptors felt more homely. They have all their fans in Toronto itself. And now we're just transferring everything to like a new city. So, I mean, if like, for example, say the Habs were to switch to a whole new city, would they really feel like they're at home? That's the same situation we're going through. 
And honestly, Rashi, I feel like that plays a big factor in it too because I don't know if you saw um, the game day before yesterday against Washington. Every single time Pascal Siakam went to the free throw line uh, to shoot a free throw, uh, the crowd kept on booing because majority of the fans weren't even Raptors fans to begin with. And I feel like that does play a huge factor with it too with majority of the fans not being Raptor fans. And, you know, you just know, like subconsciously you know that this is not your home court no i feel like that also plays a big role in their performance this year as well because Mm -hmm. normally every season they have an amazing fan base the toronto raptors they it's amazing and the scotiabank arena the way the way the light it brings and even in jurassic park too it's like it's amazing so i honestly feel like that does play a huge role in it as well yeah i agree to what you guys said i think oh my bad but i think psychologically not having fans to support you in a stadium for sure yeah yeah it, it's mentally it's going to affect them as well and i think that's why this season they've not been to their best as we've expect them to be just imagine everyone just saying boo to you right and that, that's like one reason like as you talk Eddie, like it really affects you psychologically right if there's no one to actually support you and cheer you on like we're in a whole new city we're calling it our home but is it really our home the fans aren't supporting us at all there they're just supporting their own team there's orlando magic right there right and we're tampa bay raptors like they're all in florida there's like three teams in florida right now that's like almost as much as la or like same amount as california right now for the amount of teams they got so it just doesn't make sense and also addy what do you think about serge Ibaka? like once he left do you think that really affected our playing style um i think serge Ibaka. He he added like he added a big he was a big chunk of your defense. He always helped us like in the backcourt and everything. He's really good. But when he left, this caused us to, to have lackluster spacing as well as mediocre positioning as well. As a result, That's our team yeah. is a shambles. Mm-hmm. And for sure, and to add on to what Aditya was saying, um, we obviously we lost a really good center and this year to touch upon we got a new center um Aaron Baines and he has not been performing to the best at all I mean he was benched for the rest of the season for sure Aaron Baines hasn't like if you've seen on if you've seen anything on Instagram he's always getting dunked on like every time like he when he was playing for the Suns there's like at least three highlights of him getting dunked on and not dunking on someone so when he came to the Raptors I already felt like he wasn't going to do much but hey I couldn't complain we needed a new center but Ibaka gone, and I guess we got one. But now we even have a better center, Cambridge. As Cambridge used to play for the Magic, but now he plays really good for the Raptors. So there was really no leadership in, in our defense with him gone. And Chris Boucher did step up as he had to, but he, all he could do was really help us block shots and you know t- take more shots. He didn't really do much in spacing wise. So I definitely think adding Cambridge and replacing him with Aaron Baines was a good move. Yeah. yeah. See, looking at it at a different point of view, when I, because I'm not much of a big basketball person, when I look at the Raptors, you look at a team that, compared to other rosters, like look at the Lakers, big names. They have LeBron, they have AD. Look at Golden State. They, even though they might be performing below par, they have Curry, they have Thompson, Clay Thompson. When you look at Toronto, there's no big standout name, at least before. There's Lowry, there's Van Vliet. But what the Raptors do best is they get players like Van Vliet. He he went undrafted one year. They get players like him. They give him game time. They make him get better in his game. And then they create amazing players. 
So at this point, I think I might back Masai and the Raptors to, to like, make hopefully they'll they'll make some smart trades and they'll they'll make players develop even more. Like even Chris Boucher as well. Before I never even heard of what, who Chris Boucher was, and then after he just decided, he just getting better and better and better. Yeah. That's for sure. Boucher, I think he also went undrafted, and, and they're all part of the same uh, same championship in I think 2017 with the Raptors in the 905. It was Boucher, Pascal Siakam, uh, Fred, uh, and there's a bunch of other players as well too. And they all got brought up from the Raptors 905 into our main uh, from the affiliate league straight into the NBA, and yeah, they've been performing up with part. Like that's pretty good. And speaking of the Raptors 9 and 5, Rishi, uh, let's talk, let's touch on uh, Mr. Malachi Flynn, uh, the rookie who has been going off, honestly. Um, Nick Nurse is doing a really good job when it comes to putting people on, when especially with all the people um, going off with all the in- injuries and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Malachi Flynn is a really strong player. Also, my birthday twin, I- I'd like to believe. He has the same birthday as me. And. He has been averaging like he's averaging like around 15 points per game, and I think that's really good. Like he, him coming off like a, his rookie season, I think he was just recently named uh, rookie of the the East for rookie of the month for the Eastern Conference, and he's a pretty strong player. And we got him in the super late round, right? And I think overall, like we could we could help develop his playing style, and he's he's more. Uh, better than Fred I, w- I would say not right now he's not going to shine of course this is the first season give him a few years and I think he'll be pretty good and him and OG they're going to carry over future for sure and Boucher as well Boucher's a bit older right now definitely definitely Um, and a lot of people are saying that too he's the next Fred Van Vliet he's the next Fred Van Vliet you can see it all over Twitter all over Instagram and honestly I, I, I see that the guy has a lot of potential mm-hmm. so now let's move on to our main question so will the Raptors make the playoffs? L- let me start with my predictions. So to be honest, I don't believe the Raptors are going to make the playoffs. Okay, looking at the schedule right now, we're going to be versing some pretty good teams, such as the Mavs and the Clippers with some notable lottery teams like the Bulls and the Grizzlies. And yesterday we did verse the Grizzlies and we did lose, right? We're, well, I think one team will be from getting eliminated from, from the playoffs. And even though we somehow bring our whole th- uh, turn our whole season around right now, go on like a four game, five game winning streak, and we somehow get back to like the top eight seeds, right? And then go for the play in tournament. I doubt we have a chance. There are pretty strong other teams as well, too. And even though we have Cambridge scoring like 13 points uh, against the Clippers and the Raptors, our team has also managed to lock down Kawhi, and we, we also like scored 13 points there. But like other, almost every single team has two stars right now. That's the problem we're facing in the league, right? We're versing teams with like two superstars, whereas we have like one right now, which includes Pascal Siakam. And even though people like him, I'm not trying to be rude, but he is a spinning washing machine. And he's got to improve his playing style there. So I, I, I doubt we're going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, I agree as well. Like, as you said, we need to win, what was it, four of our last remaining four games? Yeah. But it's not only that. We also need to focus on other teams' results. Like, the Raptors' last three games, they've taken three L's. So they don't have momentum on their side. What, what the thing is, after you get a few wins going, you have that momentum to continue on and win games. Except now, at a, a pivotal point in the season where they need to pick up wins, 
and they need other teams like the Pacers, the Bulls, the Wizards. They need them to drop points. They're not seeming that they're they're just continuing on going. Mm-hmm. And I can I can see why you why you say that. And yeah, honestly, I agree. I don't feel like that the Raptors um you know are not going to make the playoffs. And I feel like it's for the best. I honestly feel like it is for the best because if they do end up somehow making the playoffs, and I feel like it would just be a matter of fact before they get eliminated. Uh, from the playoffs, so I feel like they should take some time, rebuild. You know, they got new good players. Just take this time, take advantage of it, come back next season and start it hot. Yeah, he, yeah, that's I true. feel like the problem right now here is that our team is in a position where we're not even tanking, but but like there's a low chance of us even making the playoffs. Right, we're like one game away from playoff elimination, and I think it's horrendous because like right now I think we have like what a seven point eight percent chance of landing the first pick. So mm-hmm. the Raptors, they're so confused. Either we should tank or we should just push and go for a playoff, which there's a really slim chance now. And we're stuck in the position of not being able to get any good picks. We're going to get like maybe a lottery pick late round, right? So, or maybe even top 10. Uh, I think that's a, a bit of a stretch, but. Mm-hmm. So... I know that's, that's, that's for sure. Um, and the thing is, it's it's kind of sad to think about because it's never been a fear of any Raptor fan that we're not going to make the playoffs. You know, have you ever since 2013 or yeah, the last time they didn't make the playoffs was 2013. So since since then, have you ever feared that they were never going to make the playoffs again? At least when I started watching basketball before, it was always written in stone that we'd always make the playoffs. Especially like I think it was 2015 or 2016 when the Raptors went the furthest they've ever went. They reached the conference finals against Cleveland after they beat out the Pacers and they beat out the Heat. And I remember how hyped everybody was. Even if we went out in the Eastern Conference Finals, like everybody was so hyped that we even made it that far. Because we'd always get knocked out in the, in the first round. Like I think, I think I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, the year before we got 4-0'd against Washington. Or the year after we got 4-0'd against Washington, the Wizards. But we at least make the playoffs like almost every year. Even without Kawhi. Like I saw a lot of like pundits and other former players saying that we we, we weren't even going to make the playoffs like last year without Kawhi, and we proved most of them wrong, or all of them wrong. See, the yeah, thing is, our fan base is really strong. That's the first thing, right? Yeah. So moving on to the playoffs now, what do you guys think? Like, what what teams do you think are going to shine? What players are going to shine in the playoffs? Well, honestly, I feel like. Uh, starting from the Western Conference, I feel like the Phoenix Suns are gonna start off. I mean, and it's kind of crazy to think about it because Phoenix Suns haven't—they haven't made a—they haven't made the playoffs in over a decade. So, coming out strong for the Phoenix Suns, I'm—I—I I expect to see strong things from them. And uh, as like I said before, um, especially with the Brooklyn Nets, like I'm really looking forward to that as well. Yeah. See, with with the Phoenix Suns, I agree with you completely there because you know Chris Paul's leadership style. And his uh, passing IQ is is just phenom- phenomenal, phenomenal. And uh, Devin Booker, he's he's a great player overall. I can't say much about. Him. I'm speechless. Like he's he's just too he's just too good, right? And then they also mm-hmm. have DeAndre Aiden as center, who's pretty strong too. And he's he gets up decent points and rebounds throughout, which helps them to get to the top. And Devin Booker for the past few seasons, he's never really seen any highlight and i feel like suns fans are just like the raptors fan they'll always believe in their team right and these two teams the raptors and the suns have been such underdogs that even for like example even if the raptors don't do that good we're still like hey we got next year we'll make it through it's fine that's how the suns were for so many years and all that hard work and patience really paid paid off for both of our teams especially the suns this season 
paid off really getting them to launch the first seed. I think they're second now, but for a while they were the first seed. And mm-hmm. they also made playoffs. They clinched playoff uh, position. So I really agree with you on there. Now thinking about the Nets, I, I disagree with you. I think they're going to get kicked out first round straight up because their team chemistry is still yet a bit raw and they they have to work on team chemistry. Like James Harden, Kyrie, and KD can't play together at the same time. That's either be two of them or uh, uh, some other players and one superstar on the court at all times, right? Because Harden first, he has to adjust his playing style. Like you, you guys might have seen, he's a shooter, but... When he plays with Kyrie, Kyrie is more of a ball hog, so he adjusts and does more passing than he normally does. He's, he turns into a playmaker. Whereas when he plays with KD, he takes the court once again, and they both dominate e- evenly. But with Kyrie and KD, KD takes the do- dominance there, and Kyrie's passing. So it's like this sort of weird matrix going on with them right now, and they need to get their stuff sorted out this season. Season for sure, though. What do you think about the team's... I- um, so I'm really looking forward to look like to, to to look at Nikola Jokic and how the Denver Nuggets do, because he's been on fire recently. I think he's I think he's first in the MVP race or whatever. He's the favorite, and I'm I'm, I'm just really curious to see how the Nuggets do, because last year I'm pretty sure they 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 somehow managed to make it to the the conference final, and then they they lost the Lakers obviously because the Lakers were stacked last year. But talk, even like even about the Lakers this year, the Lakers aren't in a very good spot right now. They're seventh place, so which means they have to play eighth place. And eighth place right now are the Golden State Warriors. And I think it's going to be really tough to decide which one of those two teams is going to win in a one-off game as well. But if the Lakers do win, even in the current form they're in, I think like LeBron, AD, all those guys will still pose a threat on the the ring this year. And I they think will. they'll be hungry to retain. The, their their title. See, I feel like it's really unfair right now, especially like when we rested a bunch of our players, we got fined. But like they're they've been resting eighty for such a long time. Eighty is not even that heavily injured anymore. He's been gone for like two months. I think that's like half a season. I'm pretty sure. And it, it's it's just bad. Like they rested him so much, and I agree that he hasn't had an injury. And LeBron's out as well too. So. They're gonna come back strong. Watch in, in the in the play-ins. They're gonna end up playing all their superstars. They're gonna uh, go zoom through. I feel like they're gonna probably win this year as well too, just because. And they they've been sort of tanking the other way. They've been excuse me trying to get to the top right by going all the way to the bottom and resting their players and trying to like cheat. I guess sort of. That's how I see it as a piece. What do you guys think about them resting LeBron and AD so much? Yeah, honestly, I, I agree with you. Honestly, just think it's, it's BS. They shouldn't be resting unnecessary players like that. I mean, if, you know, if the Raptors can't do it, they shouldn't be able to do it either. Yeah, okay. So, now, I, I want to talk a bit about the LeBron being his worst shape, shape situation online, on social media. And there have been a lot of people clowning him about that and also how he hates the playing tournaments. Because if you guys remember, like, last year, he said something about it. So, about the playing tournaments, like, in the tournaments, wasn't he the one who suggested it last year? This guy's a hypocrite. He was the only one who wanted it last year when he was winning. And now that he might lose to Curry again when he meets up win the seven and eight seed game, he's being a, like he's acting like a complete scumbag. LeBron should really watch what he says and understand that not everything revolves around him in this league. He might be the best player, but like he's 
he shouldn't be influencing what the league does and how they treat him and how they treat his team. Also, regarding like him, him and his like worse shape than that. LeBron's a great player, even even if he is 36 years old, which proves how like his dominance over the past few years and shows that he does influence mold, like he does influence a lot of things in this league. He has a lot of power amongst the rest of the people. True, yeah, like it's just one injury, like, and I feel like he's had he's had other injuries. This is just like a small injury for him, but I guess if he is really injured, then he might not be lying. But still, I think he's just clowning everyone right now, just, just putting on a show just for the playoffs. You never know. Exactly. Like I remember in his first season when he went to the Lakers, when he chose the Lakers to like to go to, they, they didn't even qualify for the playoffs. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, they didn't qualify for the playoffs that year. Like yeah. LeBron, LeBron said that he was going to go all insane and everything, but they they ended up having a bad run of games in the end. They didn't qualify, and then Golden State ended up being in the final. Raptors were in the other final. Bang, the Raptors won the first ever title. You can say for sure that it's not LeBron who dictates how the game plays, right? He's more of like a facilitator, and he's he just shows his dominance with the ball. The Lakers or any team that has LeBron really needs a second All Star player to to show that leadership skills and that and those qualities, right? I think that's a wrap for this week's podcast, I guess. But wait, before we go, I'd like to play a game with you guys. So the rules of this game are there are two teams, Team Addy, Team Neil, I guess. I'll be asking you both questions. And the first one to say ball can answer the question. So if the person gets the question wrong, then you know it'll go to the next person to answer the question. If and if no one of you get it right, then I'll be giving hints until someone either gets the question right or if you guys just give up, I'll lose and move on to the next question. So are you guys ready? Yes. Yes, I'm we're ready, Rishi. Go on. Throw them at us. First question. How long has LeBron been playing in the NBA for? Ball. Ball. Oh. Okay. I believe I heard Addy say ball first. Was it 17 years? 17? No. Oh, ball. Um, yeah, Neil? Seven. Let's go. One point for oh. Neil. Neil? Uh, yo, I didn't know. I don't know any jersey numbers. Like what? No, I know Kawhi was two, I think, was he? I believe so, yeah. He was in KL2. Now, question three. Which team did Kobe score career high 81 against? Oh, I know this one. Bro, I'm off. I'm, 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 um, I'm, I know basketball, but I don't know, like, that basketball. 81 points? I know this. I know this. I know this one. I know this one. I know this one. I know um, this one. I know oh. this one. Um, okay, Addy. I'm just guess here. Like, okay, Kobe played for the Lakers his whole life. You'd pretty, you'd um, think it'd be like a bad team. So like the Knicks, realistically. Mm, well, no. It's bad. I don't know, bro. I... Uh, okay. Uh, it was the Lakers, and he was playing against uh, what team was it? Um. Uh, ball. Okay, Neil. Was it against the Raptors? Let's go. One point for you. Oh Let's my go. no, man! Let's Wait, were the Knicks go. even good? It, like. Wait, Rashid, what? No. That's mad. That's mad, that is. The Knicks were decent back then. They weren't the worst. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. Back. Why did I say the Knicks? I had, like, a choice of 30 teams to pick, or 29. That's mad, though. 81 points in one game against the Raptors? Bro, we must have Kobe been pretty crap back then, not going to lie. Kobe was the coach. Rest in peace, Kobe, bro. Best player ever. He's, my opinion. Yeah, um... Okay, so now question four. Who is the Rockets' biggest uh, fan? And he's a, a, 
a big celebrity. Rocket's biggest fan. Bro, this could be anyone. No, there are a few players. I mean, a few uh, stars who prefer the Rockets over other. Neil, do you have any clue? Like, I. No, I okay, have I no idea. I, I know Rockets. I, obviously, that's Drake, but. Rashid, give, give it a hint. Okay, yeah. So my first hint: he is a male rapper. Oh, Jay Z. Oh, wow. oh ball, yeah. ball, 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 Jay Z. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nope. He he's also one one of them, but there's also this other one, which. Okay, so let me give you my second hint. His ad libs go like straight up. Yeah. Oh, ball. Yeah, ball, ball, ball. Travis Scott. Let's go. Let's oh, go. Bro, okay. Neil knows. I, I was lost. I didn't know anything. Okay, question five. Question five. What player has scored the most amount of points in uh, in a game in, in the Raptors franchise history? And if you if oh, you get ball, okay, yeah, yeah. Fred Van Vliet, fifty three. Oh, you're close. You you get one point oh. for Fred, but like, uh, fifty four. Man, man didn't even finish the question in the already. <laughs> okay, and and you get oh. bonus points for the for for if you know how many points Fred scored. Uh, yeah, 54. Ball, yeah, 54. Neil got that. Yeah, bro. Neil, you're Neil, you're yep. sick. How? Matt Rashid didn't even finish like saying the bro, question. Bro, that was crazy. Man already knew. Man already bro, knew. You got you to gotta up your, your knowledge. I, bro, there, bro. I, 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 know, I know I have a limited basketball knowledge, but holy crap. I still can't take in how one basketball player can score 81 points against another team. Like, were we That's that true. bad? Were we that <laughs> bad? Kobe like, was I mean, the goat, man. Kobe was the goat. That's all. Yeah, I can maybe say. that he was him in his prime. Wait, wait, what's he Shaq was amazing. On Shaq may have been on the team as well. I don't know. But that's mad. I can't. Eighty-one points. I think. Oh, I know Wilt Chamberlain scored hundred points before, but I never knew Kobe scored eighty-one. I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Also, Devin Booker has been up there with like seventy-two points. I think. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that. Devin Booker also goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think that's a wrap for this week's podcast. And I hope our guest, Mr. Neil, had a great time. So Neil, how was the experience? It was good, I right? I did. It was, it was pretty good. Thank you guys so much for having me. And I hope to be on here again soon sometime. Yeah. And Adi, would, would you like to say our, our outro? outro? If you want, everyone, you can visit our Instagram at After the Buzzer. Thanks for listening to our podcast. And have a great day. Yeah, we'll see you in a few weeks. Bye, guys.